This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Believe Podcast Network presents the FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. I am a soothsayer. Welcome back to the Believe in FCS Football Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network, hosted by two former FCS football players from the University of Rhode Island. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by my good friend, former teammate, former roommate, Mr. Sean Anderson. Sean, on a tight schedule today, uh, we're getting into discussing the semifinals of the FCS bracket. We've got one crazy wild game where Sam Houston crawled all the way back down 27 to 10, to 10 and then the other one was an absolute blowout by the hands of South Dakota State. So, Sean, can you give us a message from our sponsor before we get into recapping these games? Maybe. No, you're going to... So okay, so you make this whole big deal. Uh, I gotta get to work. I got. I I have a very limited amount of time. I have to get going, and then I try to expedite things. I try to skip over the banter that wastes time. And now we're I just tell you were rushing because you called them the hens of South Dakota State. I didn't say the hens. Yeah, am I lying? I didn't say. I'm gonna go back and listen. That's a lie. Anyways, I didn't say I, I'm that. Under, I, I'm also. I said under hands. I said at the hands of South oh, Dakota State. I'm so stupid. Hands. Regardless, I'm <laughs> I'm uh, I'm protesting the NCAA. So I don't know <laughs> if I if I should even do this show uh, because of how dirty they did an offensive lineman for no reason. Uh, and it's just we'll get to that when we talk about James Madison and yeah. uh, and and Sam Houston State. It's one of the most atrocious things I've ever seen that could happen to an offensive lineman who's just doing his best. Where we would bet online? Yeah, I see a lot of people uh, walking around, right, Joe? It doesn't look like they're having any fun whatsoever in their life. You're kind of one of them. I talk to you, and you're doing a little, you're doing okay, but you're not having that much fun. I'm doing better. I'm doing better. But I see a lot more people who are just dragging through life. Uh, I don't know work. Oh, boy, what am I going to do? Here's something you could do. If you're listening to this show and you like sports and you're maybe not having that much fun and you're just investing money in things that aren't making you happy, how about you head on to betonline.ag and start putting some money down on some bets. Get some action in your life. Get a little bit of thrill. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It is fun to bet on sports. I'm not that good at it. Joe's even worse. But I have a lot more fun than a lot of people knowing that I have a little bit of action on the game. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Join me and Joe in our quest for fun. All right. Thank you, Sean. Yep. So we've got these two games. We have to paint the picture for what this weekend is going to be the national championship, the spring national championship. Probably the only time we will ever see FCS competition, a national champion crowned in May. Now, Sean and I are not going to be there for the event. We were talking about it. We've always been saying on the show that we're going to be there eventually, but 
circumstantially with work for the both of us. We're just not going to be out there this year. However, the intention is for the next one played in, in January, we will do whatever we can for at least one of us to be there. Hopefully we both can, Sean. Uh, do you, think, do you, th- I, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm going to put us on the record saying that we will be at the next one. I think that we can plan ahead enough to be at the national championship next January. You think that's fair? Are you my yeah. what? Go ahead, just make all my decisions for me. Yeah, that's I'm gonna fine. I'm gonna like make them to. for you. We cover the FCS. We should go. I understandably this time go. We had we both have a lot on that circumstantially was just not gonna work, and we don't need we would waste the whole show talking about all the reasons why we couldn't make it out to 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 uh, Frisco in May, but. We should be there in January, next January, damn it. And yes, I'm making that decision for you. Because if if I don't make that decision for you now, I will be the only one going, and I'll be having a great time with the uh, FCS Fan Nation radio folks. Okay, Joe. What, are you trying to make me... Are you trying to guilt me with uh, yes. possible friendships within the FCS? Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. Well, it's working a little bit, so now <laughs> I'm going to have to get locked in. You, oh my God. you we'll have a way... We'll book our flights don't now. You, don't you book a flight for me? I will book. Oh, you know what? Don't I'm going to save up the it. money and I'm going to book. I'm going to book a flight for the both of us, and then you're going to have to pay me back. All right, let's talk about South Dakota State, Delaware. South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, winning thirty-three to three. This game was not fun to watch. It was very unentertaining, and it sucks that this was the second uh, or the one of the two semifinal games that were played. It also sucks that one of the CAA teams playing got absolutely smacked and the only way that we can illustrate how this game got played out is that the blue hens were completely smothered on offense the Juan lee only 11 carries for nine yards they could not move the ball it it was depressing to watch as nolan henderson would drop back and they weren't even rushing that many guys the jackrabbits were sending like four and five on most downs and immediately so much leakage he couldn't even – it was barely two seconds before he was getting hit. Yeah, their leading rusher, uh, Corey Spruill, six attempts, 16 yards, a long of seven. That's not going to do anything. 68 total rushing yards in a game in at, of this caliber in this late of the season. You have to be able to run the ball or set a tone or do something of that manner. And Delaware was just absolutely stifled. And all credit to South Dakota State – they game planned. They were hungry out there. Their defense was phenomenal. It, they just as bad as Delaware's defense was. South Dakota State's defense even better, or as bad as Delaware's offense was. Pardon me. They just showed up when they needed to show up, and that is a very frightening sight because this is a win that you really, <laughs> if you're Sam Houston State, that's a win you really hope they didn't have to get. Uh, get right there because it's going to be a little more fortuitous seeing how hot they were in the semifinals right and that's a really good point that was what it was just on the top of my head is that I really don't know how well Sam Houston's going to stack up against the South Dakota State team I think that this Jackrabbit squad is a behemoth this is almost comparable to what we've seen with these North Dakota State squads over the past few years. I don't think it's directly comparable. Last year's Trey Lance team was elite. They were impossible to slow down. And JMU played them close. But I think here, 
South Dakota State showed us in this game why they were the number one seed, why they are the best team in the country, and why they are the favorite for the national championship because their defensive line is fantastic. They get after the quarterback. They will completely shut down your rushing game. And then offensively, they don't necessarily throw the ball for like 400 yards. Gronowski's good enough to do it. Gronowski's really fun to watch. Uh, he reportedly might be coming on the NFL Draft Prospects podcast, according to Ryan. Um, but you know, in this instance, they run the football so well with Gronowski, with Isaiah Davis, and with Pierre Strong. Isaiah Davis, another player. I know I keep bringing up Ryan, but Ryan says that Isaiah Davis, he thinks he's got Say a, a lot NFL talent. Ryan Roberts says I'm he is gonna... NFL talent. And I'm going to bring on Ryan at some point to do I'm gonna a. I'm going to lose it. You say it. You say it one more time. I dare you. Season preview for the top NFL draft prospects because he's got a lot of them. <laughs> Regardless, that three-headed monster, that three-headed rushing attack, is impossible to slow down because you get Gronowski killing you on the ground, and then Isaiah Davis and Pierre Strong both rush for over 70 yards. It's like you try to slow down one guy, the other guy's hot, and then you also have your quarterback who's impossible to tackle. Yeah, if only somebody had picked Mark Gronowski as their uh, Walter Payton or Jerry Rice, whatever it well, is, he didn't, uh, freshman he didn't, of the year. He didn't win the award anyways. So. Well, I backed that he should have. He's in the FCS National Championship. Okay. Another protest. I'm, I'm not, That's two protests in, in eight minutes and 45 seconds of this show that I am now under with the NCAA. Maybe it's just their voters. I don't know. <laughs> Delmer got blown out. What's the next game, Joe? <laughs> Damn, you want to move on that quick? This is what know. happens I mean, when Sean's just, on a uh, Sean's on a tight schedule, so we have to move on. Well, this uh, game we're going to spend, and we could spend an hour talking about. Yeah, and we're also going to do whatever we can to put out a preview episode, it's a bonus this week for the national championship. But you're referring to Sam Houston, JMU. Sam Houston won this game, thirty-eight to thirty-five. And I was watching this game, and up until halftime, I was thinking, wow, JMU looks great. Looks a little bit like what we've seen in the past, a reason why that they're about to return to yet another national championship. Colin Johnson looked really clean. They were up 27-10 to 10 at one point. And then Sam Houston starts to chip away and chip away, and JMU starts making stupider and stupider mistakes. And ultimately, they lose the game. But there's like, there's so many things that we can, we have to talk about over the, this track of this game because JMU leads at halftime, and then we see all these various spots throughout the game where JMU just makes stupid mistakes. Like uh, Colin Johnson, or is it wait? I don't know why I Cole, Cole Johnson. Did I really say Colin? God damn it, Cole Johnson. Would you th- made a, a very egregious error when throwing an interception? There were multiple egregious special teams error committed errors committed by JMU, and that's what led to this this outcome. Joe, have you ever taken a shower and after working out you're like sweaty, and then you leave the shower, you don't feel as clean, and you just feel yes. still kind of worked up? Yeah, you're like, that's oh, I, the, I need to get back in the shower. Yeah, that's kind of what this game felt like to me. It, it always felt very restless, especially in the second half. You're like, oh boy, I know I just took a shower. But I do not feel clean. <laughs> I still feel too hot. I do not feel refreshed. There's some little nipping anxiety that's in the back of my mind. And that's what this game felt like. Because early on, we saw special teams errors. And 
one of my, it's not a motto, but one of my strong points that I think I've had on this show is that early in seasons, uh, special teams dictates games. And I believe you agree with that, right? Yes. I don't know what happened in this game because we have played a full spring season and now we're in the championship and it's almost like it almost looked like a first two games of the season. The way that the special teams on both sides were were, were going about their business. It was just odd that 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 one third of the game for both teams was up in the air. And that is so determinate is how this game ended up a fumble on the kickoff. I think there were like two block punts, a yeah. punt return touchdown. It would it, it, special teams determine this game. They're both roaring offenses, strong defenses, all of that. Special teams won the game for Sam Houston State. They just did. I don't know what to make of that. How do you, as a coach for Sam Houston State this next week, do you hammer down uh, go, getting past South Dakota State's defense, right? Or do you hammer down special teams given the the amount of errors that you had and won on regardless? It is such an odd thing to see that happen. Maybe we've seen in the NFL playoffs and all college playoffs, sometimes the special teams play will win or lose a game, right? This was too many to to really put a nail in the coffin and say, okay, it was just a freak play. Too many. I don't know what to make of it. And the one play that that irked me the most, and you even said oh, to me, ignore that. Don't don't even look at that play. You don't even want to see it. Oh, boy. Ethan Radke's missed field goal with limited time left in the fourth quarter. Not even close. And the reason why that really dug down into me, not just because I'm a long snapper, but the fact that Radke, who's been an All-American, an All-Conference kicker at JMU his whole career, when the lights are on and the most important part, what the hell was that? Mm. My guy, you're, you're expected to be the one of the best kickers in the country. And you can't kick a... Look, I get it. It was a long field goal. I don't remember the exact yardage. It is not an easy circumstance because it is a long field goal. But for you to miss that badly and to not be that far off from the distance, are you kidding me? That, that's completely ridiculous that he missed that kick. It pisses me off that he's, he's continuously recognized as one of the best kickers in the country. He was even named first team All-American all, all by Stats FCS. And he couldn't make the most important kick of his career. Like, what I, the it hell? Was, it, it wasn't even like a Scott Norwood. And I hate to, I hate beating up on kickers because their jobs are sneakily one of the hardest. It's it's such a simple duty, but what what positions have more uh, straight on pressure? <laughs> Just straight up pressure. Well, it's that's like what pisses <laughs> me off with kickers is guys will be consistent throughout their career. But in situations like this where you're asked to kick a long field goal is when most guys that have all these accolades crumble, and it just so happens that Radke is one of them. Like, Scott Norwood missed the, the goalpost by about a foot, right, Joe? Against yeah. the Bills. Or, or for, against the Giants. Radke missed by, like, two goalposts. Two full goalposts. It, I don't know if it was the hold. I don't know if it was the wind, the, the alignment of him. It was, it, it looked like he had the leg too. I don't know if he just yanked it trying to get it there. It was not a pretty kick. And I, I can see how that would irritate you a little bit. Yeah. And the last thing I want to talk about with this game, Jaquez Ezard, hat oh, off to him, man. That This game was won not solely off of his efforts, 
But two plays that Jaquez Ezard made in this performance are the reason why Sam Houston won. I'm referring to that long touchdown reception where he weaved his way in and out of tacklers. And then the punt return. We, You and I were both in awe over this punt return when we went and rewatched the clips of this game. And man, I, I can't even tell you how fast he is because he's taller. He's got long legs. And it's almost like the what you said, the Cordale... Cordell Patterson effect where he's just moving so fluidly and he's getting upfield so quickly you don't even think he's moving that fast but he's weaving and cutting and blowing past everybody and that punt return touchdown I think was well first of all that touchdown reception is was the turning point that was yes. when it was 27 to 10 it becomes 27 to 17 but and that, that was and then immediately after JMU yes. fumbled that uh, kickoff they fumbled the kickoff, and then a, a little bit down the line, Jaquez Ezard, the punt return, that was the the next biggest play in the game. And I think all of that combined makes it very clearly that Ezard is going to be an X factor in the uh, in the national championship game. He won 100% well. Very impressive. And then if, if we're patting guys on the back, Ezard was, this was a game where he put himself on the spotlight a little bit. You know, that's something that teams are going to take notice of. They just will. Uh for JMU, though, also, uh, Percy Ajay Obisay, I don't know. He just, it doesn't take, you can't tackle him with one tackler. It, it, we saw it the entire game. It was, okay, I'm going to go for six yards. You're going to arm tackle me, and I'm going to fall forward for another two after another guy has to come and try to tackle me. He is just very, very impressive. 24 yards, or 24 attempts, 98 yards. Uh, you said he was going to get drafted. I can believe it. I, I, I can buy it. He is like... Uh, almost, I don't know, his his build reminds me a little bit of Ronald Jones, that type of, of running back where he's just going to pound it. And it's just, I don't know, we played against him. We saw him. He was just very, very, he always seems calm when he's running the ball. Very, runs hard, but also very calm. I don't know. He just looks very composed, and that's important to me. So last piece, and we're going to end up, if, if we manage to sneak in a preview episode, which which I think that we will make an effort to do so, um, I'm legitimately worried about Eric Schmidt and his ability to compete against this uh-huh. South Dakota State defense because him throwing the football two picks, some of his decision-making was highly questionable. What has aided Sam Houston thus far offensively has been their skill position players. And also, Schmidt is a hell of a runner. He's a great athlete. He scored two rushing touchdowns. He's not yeah. easy to tackle. But, 11 for 55, two touchdowns. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. But what worries me, Sean, and I think you could you could agree, is that if you ask Schmid to drop back more and you can play good contain, which South Dakota State is going to be able to do that. Their defensive yeah. line is good enough to do that. I, I don't know. I think that that is a legitimate concern for Sam Houston. It will be, uh, primarily because South Dakota State's linebackers, they have a way of getting linebackers that are more modern, like uh, Roseboom last year, and then um, who else was it back there? He wore number seven. He was phenomenal. Their linebacking core, they f- they fly around, and they are a quarterback, a running quarterback, a mobile quarterback's worst nightmare because they're not going to just let you go. They're not going to – they're going to be able to wrap up and tackle you, and Schmidt is going to have to be very selective on when he's going to run. Sometimes you have to run. The pocket breaks down. In the first quarter of this JMU-Sam Houston State game, it looked like both of the offensive lines were getting overwhelmed from the outsides, and there was a good interior push for both teams. 
causing uh, both Johnson and Schmidt to have to roll out a lot and, and scramble for about eight, ten yards. They did it. You know, they're good enough athletes to do so, but South Dakota State is not a team that is going to let you go for eight yards. They are going to stop you for two, and they are going to thump you. And Schmidt and the Sam Houston State offense, they're going to have to find a way to, maybe they got to get tricky with it. You know, trick plays, get get gutsy. That's what they have to do. You throw the ball deep, throw it short. I don't know. You just have to find a way to beat that front seven because South Dakota State's corners also, Good corners. It's a, it's a loaded, loaded defense. And they were so quietly loaded all year also because we had been lauding Delaware's defense all year. And look what they did to them. Delaware's mm. defense couldn't stop a nosebleed against South, uh, uh, South Dakota State. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, Sean, we're going to end up trying to preview the national championship game. As I said, we'll do a short show on that. and So you folks have something to prepare yourselves for if you want to have a full understanding of what to expect from that game. But before we end up wrapping up today's show, though, with FC estimates, I uh, just want to talk a little bit about the Stats FCS All-American list that was recently released. And we're not going to go too crazy in depth here. If you want to find that, head to Stats FCS uh, for the full list. But some of the things that already stand out to me makes a ton of sense seeing these first-team running backs, per, uh, Percy Ajay Obase, Julius Chestnut, Otis Way. My I think guy. there's a perfect grouping there. Tyler Hudson, Central Arkansas, and Jacob Harries. I, I can't think of two better receivers making that 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 spot there. Um, and then the offensive line is pretty stacked. We, we have Burkhalter. We've got Himmelman. Mm. We've got Cordell Volson. We've got Ty Whitworth. Um, some of the things... Uh, Trey Berry at tight end. I remember we, we previewed him yes. last, last spring. The only thing that's a little bit odd for me, I'm not... So why did we include Robert Rochelle on the DB list, but Trey Lance doesn't make it at quarterback? I know that Central Arkansas played more games. Like, there's... I don't know. I just don't know why Rochelle's on here when he's on the Rams now. I don't... He played in the fall. Yeah. He didn't play in the spring. uh, This should be a spring list. I'm not sure either. It doesn't look like... In this uh, description that they put uh, before the, the lists, why they chose to... I, that's a little off uh, for me. Also, I didn't even notice that until you until you brought it up. Yeah, I mean, Robert, that stood Robert out Rochelle immediately. Should yeah. be first, he should be first team. Maybe they just... I mean, I'm not seeing any other North Dakota State teams. Maybe it's because they only played one game. Maybe there was like, oh, no, wait, Cordell Volson. Okay, this is a little odd. Right, I can't think of anybody else circumstantially that. Well, Hunter Cordell Volson went yeah, back. Yeah, but, but, okay, but those guys played there in the spring. I just oh. I can't think of anybody else that played in the fall and then declared Robert and played like a a, a half that that half season. So maybe so it was like a six game minimum. I, I just don't like know that. why we're including the fall. I don't understand why that's being even factored in. I, that's that's where I'm a little bit hung up, and I'm I'm sure we'll, we would instantly get an explanation from. Craig Haley, but I, I just, I don't know. I think that they, those were two completely different seasons. I, I don't really consider them to be lumped together. I agree. Uh, but as I'm looking over this list, though, it looks like aside from that one odd gaffe, looks right. It looks like everything is kind of how it should be. Players that are first team, first team, and they have earned it as we've tracked them and uh, analyzed them and, and gone over them for however many years that they, they're on that first team list for a reason. I cannot deny them that 
Right. And last little piece that I, I that I take away here, D'Angelo Wilson, second team wide receiver, Austin P. I just I, that immediately stood out to me seeing his name because uh, he he announced that he is transferring. So very very talented receiver is probably going to get picked up by a team that wants a a speedy quick player that's going to plug right into their offense. And I, I'm actually I'm that's a guy that I'm going to be monitoring monitoring to see where he lands. Because, like I said, somebody's going to get a very, very good receiver. Uh, whoever lands D'Angelo Wilson. Oh yeah, he's going to be. He's going to turn it. He's going to turn an offense around. If it was an offense that was mm. struggling, or if it was a good, prolific offense, he's going to give them a big, big burst. Yeah, exactly. So to wrap up, FC estimates uh, is done. It's over with. It's kaput because I picked South Dakota State. I got that one right. And Sean picked Sam Houston. I was almost two for two and tied it up, but I am not afforded that. GMU blew it for me, so I am not going to get anything. So, Sean, go ahead. Get it out. You you beat me. It's over. There's no way for me to come back. What do you just, – just say it. I'm just going to sit here for you – know, just give me about 10 seconds. I'm just going to not say anything. No. I'm going to go 10 seconds and just look. No, no, nope, no. We're just gonna we're we're gonna do dead air. We're gonna do dead air because you are. I'll end the show right now if you don't start talking. It's and so, you will not get such, anything it's, in. It's such a great sight for me to look at. Standings: Joe forty-eight, Sean fifty-two. I believe I made a, a triumphant comeback this season, or was it a, 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 or was I always in the lead? I cannot remember. I, I'm just so used to winning. I didn't know if it was an early comeback, and I just stormed ahead and just. I know you tried to make a big push, but you just kept on folding, and I just kept on trusting the teams that I knew were going to win. And, Stop you know. it! Stop it! St- no. <laughs> so is you this- won this year. You won this year. That's it. I now okay. So what's the overall standings between us? Because this is three years that we've been doing the show, correct? Uh, or is it two? Te- technically three seasons because we did the 2019 season. We tracked the uh, that's what it 20. Is. 20 fall season and then this season so i'm up two to one in the standings oh because do you did you win the fall yeah i won the fall i kicked your I ass need a recount i kicked recount your ass that. go look at the no- look at the notes go look at the show notes it's in the in the award i want show. a recount there is no goddamn recount you no i beat you fair and square on that one so you can you can eat uh, it why are that. we not making 2020 to 2020 well actually you know what? i'm gonna take my win we're I'm not take doing my win we're not. Too, we're not. Wait. Were you just asking if we could lump the whole season in together? I took that back, as I only won by four games. <laughs> I think I might have lost by more than that in the fall. Yeah, you got. If you put those together, you want to put them together? You want to no, do I'm that? Good. No, I'm going to take I my think win. We sh- I think we should. I no, think that we I should. Think we shouldn't. I'm going to take my win and I'm going to just tuck it away under my arm. I'm going to sit here. Give me another five seconds so I can look at it. No. Okay. So, Sean, let's pick the national champ. Actually, you know what? We'll wait. To, we're gonna we're gonna hold ourselves accountable here. We're gonna pick the national champions uh, during the preview show. Is that fair, Sean? Sounds I'm gonna end to the me. Sh- okay. I was gonna say I'm gonna end. I, end I was the waiting show for you to, to no. pass it to me. I was no. done with my looking. No. Bit. Okay. Why are you yeah. screaming at me? That's bull. Be- You're such a sore loser. That's what you I, are. You I am are not sour a sore grapes. Loser. I am not a sore loser. You're just pissing me off right now. <laughs> Do you want well, some whimper with that wine? Follow us on social oh, wait, media. Is there cheese with that wine? 
The reason why we're not going to Frisco is Sean's fault. Uh, follow us on social media <laughs> at Joe DeLeon, <laughs> at Sanderson Radio, uh, at Believe Podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. Um, that's it, folks. We're going to get oh. that preview to you. Stay tuned for that and enjoy the national championship this weekend. Winner out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.